Welcome everyone to the Virtual Bowl Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. All right, so Chris, if you have 15 magazines and each one sells for $1.95 each, uh, and you need to sell $100 worth of magazines, how many how, how many uh, uh, tums do you need to buy to handle all the magazines you're about to eat? Uh, a lot. A lot. I think that'd give me a lot of heartburn. That'd be a lot of heartburn and maybe some other side effects, honestly, too. So can can you tell when my intros are improvised? <laughs> did you did you forget to, to think of an intro? <laughs> no, I knew that I was going to improvise something. Oh, okay. I knew I was going to improvise a math problem. Okay. That was... Okay, all right. That I was see. what I had come up with. Before. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was, you know what, I had, like, when you started doing that and started talking about sales in that way, I started having PTSD because uh, <laughs> I am currently going to school for applied data science, and a lot, of what, a lot of our models that we have to create are for sales, and, like, I all of a sudden was just like, okay, I have to run a linear regression now, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to check if the p-value is less than 0.1005. <laughs> like, it's just losing my mind. Um, but anyways, welcome, everyone, to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. It has been a while. I hope you all have been doing well, uh, and uh, we glad we had this little break in between all the action uh, it was a great NFL season. It was a great VUBFL finale that we had yes. earlier oh this my month. God. Uh, and we, of course, congratulations again to the Mansfield Weavers for pulling off uh, an outstanding win. But now it's time to get back to what we usually do. It's our podcasts, our off-season podcasts. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have some fun segments planned over the course of this uh, spring, as we've talked about before. Uh, the, uh, in my opinion, highly anticipated uh, 1700-776 podcast in terms of the, its sequel and its uh, third installment. Uh, we're sequel, looking forward to it. It's part sequel two, overall. Part two to the sequel. Yes, there you go. Which I haven't heard anything about yet, and I thought it would be out by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the we're holding out for that that to drop, and then yep. we're gonna we're we're gonna plan a podcast. Come on, John, twenty thousand twenty one. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting. Super excited I need about it. that. I need it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some guests on too to talk about football, even if they don't know about football, because that's the best part is that we bring in people who have no idea what the fuck's going on, and it's brilliant <laughs> in, in many ways. Um, but. Uh, this I would call this episode pretty standard. We're gonna go, yeah. we're, we're just gonna go through. We'll go through everything that's happened. Uh, but there is a lot of movement going on in the NFL. The w- landscape has vastly changed since we since the Super Bowl ended. The clock went to zero, and we have a lot planned. Uh, or, or lots to talk about. I should say a lot to talk about. Um, on that front. Uh, but. Stay tuned for later. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, I just wanted, to, I wanted to get through. I saw it coming, and I wanted to get through to the BBBFL talking about that. Just to be like, oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna do that at the end. But I knew the Matt watch was coming, so go ahead. We have a Matt watch. We actually have a three-part Matt watch today. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. So part one: uh, former Lions kicker Matt Prater has signed with the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. Yes, that was a yes, few yes. weeks ago, but it's been a while for us. Yes, the, but one uh, of the most important Matts in in, in yeah, the NFL, very so. very good kicker uh, named Matt. And we have another Matt watch: uh, uh, Falcons O line Matt Gano signed second round tender. 
so sh- should probably return to the team if he doesn't get traded. Sure. Yeah, and then we have uh, former Dolphins running back Matt Breida signs with the Bills today. Lots of movements in Matt's this offseason. I'm very happy. This has been Matt Watch. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, wait, what's what's gonna be the last note? Um, but uh, yeah, that, it's it's a lot of Matt news. I think that's really what's been dominating the headlines for the most part uh, on the NFL front. I, I I want this to be an open tables discussion because usually we were like, all right, like talk about three teams that you think are interesting. Whatever, fuck, that's that's other podcast. Let's just lay it all out. What's the story that is surprising to you? Stands out to you? about the offseason in any way, shape, or form. How many wide receiver talk there's been? Mm. Like, this this is a big, like, free agent year for wide receivers. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, before he signed the franchise tag. Godwin, uh, again, before the franchise tag. Uh, and just kind of seeing where, where all these guys would uh, would end up. Yeah, well... Any, any, like in terms of why, in terms of the wide receiver class, so I'm actually going to scroll down to that. I have my little free agency notepad that I've gotten going. Out of all the wide receiver moves that have been made, and there's been quite a few, it looks like at least like 15 wide receivers that have note have signed with yep. teams. What, what, what do you think is going to be the best signing of the wide receiver class? I'm actually not sure because I, I think that. The answer honestly would be whoever signs with the Ravens to that's be the true. wide receiver one. Um, yeah, we we that that's still up in the air. Uh, yeah, because it's uh, like uh, like I I know Sammy Watkins is is uh, considering there, but like uh, if Kenny Galladay went there, that would have been uh, that would have been the best signing. But he's in New York, right? Um, I can't really think of uh, of anyone else other than Watkins who's like currently out for the Ravens job. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, if I, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to be biased, but speaking of the Galladay trade, I mean, yeah. Galladay acquisition, I, I'm, as a Giants fan, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. That was, I think, a good signing for us because we've not had I agree. Um, a solid, a solid number one for this team. Um, and I think that Galladay generally, like, he, his problem last year was that he was injured. So I, I'm hoping yeah. that with him joining the Giants, um, that, that kind of, that, that's like, that is just the aura that's over him right now. That's the concern that I have is that, okay, well, he, we just paid him a ton of money, but is the job, are, are the giants prepared enough? Like, did, are, are, are they, do they have enough knowledge knowing that they think that Kelly Galladay can play all 16 games? Cause mm-hmm. this is the first time that I can honestly say going in, and this is with all the giants moves and we could go into that later, but with all the Giants moves, I can honestly say that this is this this Giants team has the potential to make the playoffs. They were close last yeah. year, and they they yep. they're they're they still their defense like got a little bit bad near the end of the season, but generally there's a lot of talent there. Pretty solid, yeah. Um, and with all the offensive weapons that they added during the off season thus far, I I mean there there is reason to believe that they have a shot at the playoffs. This is their opportunity to do so, and so. I think the Galladay sign is going to work out. I think it gives Galladay, again, another place where he could be a number one wide receiver and, and play well. Yeah. The, they do have depth at wide receiver. If they stick with Sterling Shepard and they keep Darius Slayton, 
that's that's good for them as well. So I, I there's hope there. Um, any any uh any other surprising signings to you? I don't know. If this one was necessarily surprising, but I do need to talk about Andy Dalton. Sure, go for going it. to the Bears. Yeah, a signing I would have been okay with last year. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm not so sure how I feel about it this year. I mean, yeah. like the way the way that I see it is if uh, we get some offensive line help and Dalton plays okay, he plays well, not like lights out, but plays well enough, we have the defense to support it. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily like that Fuller got let go, but... Yeah, that wasn't that. That was, that was I feel like pretty yeah. surprising, all things considered. Because uh, mm-hmm, he was definitely he he was one of the 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 best on the defense, and he kind of like helped with the identity of that defense. So seeing sure. him get let go for for uh, an unfortunate cap ca- casualty, yeah, kind of sucks. I yeah, I, I gotta be honest here. Like I don't hate the signing for the Bears. I don't hate the Dalton signing. I yeah. I, I I understand the frustration, but. And obviously, they're gonna use the media to kind of be like, "Oh, we we totally tried our best for Russell Wilson." I mean, that was the story that came out of after Andy Dalton yeah. was signing was which they have, I they did yeah like they but the they, Seahawks aren't trading s- Russell Wilson so yeah they, I mean they had this meeting in Fargo North Dakota during the North Dakota Pro <laughs> Day uh, which a lot of Fargo references kind of came out of that uh, <laughs> but that it, but they they were saying that they that we were tra- we tried our best we sat down and supposedly according to reports the Seahawks were considering it they actually thought sat on the Bears offer whatever the Bears were offering the Seahawks thought about it and. They just didn't take it, and so the Bears were like, looked at the quarterback market, saw what was there. Um, I don't think that the Sean Watson news, and we'll we'll get to that. Obviously, I don't know if any of that was coming out yet. Um, but I think they just felt like, considering all of our other options that are out there, Andy Dalton might be our best option. But I will yeah. say, was did Andy Dalton get signed before Ryan Fitzpatrick? No, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe, got signed first. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, so I was gonna say because I was like, if I had to pick one quarterback that should have been signed maybe by the Bears, it would have been Ryan Fitzpatrick because that that that's that was your prized quarterback of the free agency market right there because he which signed, is insane. He signed with the Washington Football Team. I love the signing. I think <laughs> that this is right up Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick's alleyway. Fitzmagic yep. needs to continue to be a part of this league. And uh, he seems like he's going to be a starter. Taylor Heineke might take it. Uh, what was your uh, reaction to Fitzy making I mean, Fit- it in Washington? Fitzy is going to do what Fitzy does, and it's going to be it's going to be glorious. I say, as long as he is the starter, it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic, uh, um, fa- fantastic time for uh, Mr. McLaurin. Yeah. I, um, I mean, th- th- I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to p- give myself hope for the Giants this offseason, but I really think Washington Football Team has had a fantastic offseason. Yeah, I think the Washington Football Team has the best chance to finish above 500 out of the NFCs. Like, because they got Curtis Samuel, <laughs> which is a nice underrated get. Yeah, you know, um, you know that, that, and that's at least on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, did they? I forget. Did they participate in the trade market? No, they did not. Um. But to get Ryan Fitzpatrick, get Curtis Samuel, have to Terry McLaurin, then have Antonio Gibson there. I mean, that's a good offensive group. You still you you re-signed Brandon Scherf. 
um, or at least franchise tagged him. Yeah. I, I forget if they signed him to a long-term deal. But, um, and then, of course, the defense. The defense is still there. You didn't lose anyone of significance there. Um, I know that Ryan Kerrigan is testing the open market right now. But I, I, I very, like, it, it is outside of ownership. I mean, there's really not really a, a major, major flaw on this team at the moment. Um, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's, that's a good sign. That's a good sign for, for, for that team. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the other quarterback signing, uh, what going back to the bears in a sense, Trubisky and for the bills, what do you think about that signing? I think that, uh, Trubisky was going to be a backup this year mm-hmm. and that was just the place that had a backup opening. Yeah. That's where he's going. What? Now that the, the Trubisky era is over in the in, yep. in Chicago, and like the fact that it it went so poorly for Trubisky that he doesn't even get a shot at a starting job that we know for a fact that Josh Allen is going to be keeping the job in Buffalo because he had such a great year last year. Yeah. For you, looking back at everything that's happened for the bears and it's court and with Mitchell Trubisky, just where do you think it all went wrong? When we drafted Mitch, when we traded up, not, not necessarily the drafting Mitch Trubisky part, because that's like, like the, the thing with the thing with drafting is that you have to, you have to take your shot and pace took his shot on Trubisky didn't work out. And it's just, it, it is very clear with the other quarterbacks from that draft class that like it, there's always a sense of what what could have been 100%. and it's very easy to clown on the bears for it yeah but it's like you you have to take your shot spending all those picks to move up one spot maybe not necessary but that was uh four years ago at this point we need to move on yeah yeah um it's it, it is about the team now it is about what uh what we can do to Continue, <laughs> almost like continue being mediocre, but <laughs> well, I, it, that's what the team has been this year. Sure, sure. And yeah, I think the other thing that people need to keep in mind is that, like, I I think the annoying thing about when when we talk about draft evaluation and and things like that, you want to naturally want to clown on a team if they draft someone, especially a quarterback, and it doesn't work out for them. Yeah, but you. What's important to remember, and it's it's easy for people to forget, but is what that moment actually meant. Because remember that like every single mock draft around that time period had Mitch Trubisky in the top five as right. a dra- as a quarterback. Like yeah. he was the number one projected quarterback to, in that draft. Like people thought yep. he had the talent and 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 like the skill set to succeed in the NFL. I also. And, and, and the Bears took that chance. Yeah. I also 100% guarantee you that Patrick Mahomes on a John Fox team would not be the Mahomes that he is right now. That's how I feel, too. I'm yep. like, what there, what what makes you think that, like, because I feel like Andy Reid would have figured out a way to make Mitchell Trubisky's skill set work. Whereas, right. I mean, and, and not, not to say that Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback by any chance. No. But he's, no. but 
there is absolutely they I, work they work together to make them make themselves to have Mahomes be as good as good as he is and have the team be as good as it is exactly like it's it is it's it's one of those things that like coaching no matter what the circumstances I mean that's what the annoying thing about the Tom Brady Bill Belichick thing is is that no matter what coaching and quarterbacking work in tandem like yeah you you no matter what the even you know, regardless of how much talent Patrick Mahomes has, if he has a shitty coach or a city shitty system that he had to figure out how to run, it could not have. It might not have worked. He'd have well. a he'd have a Stafford career, right? And if Mitch yeah. Trubisky in the, in Kansas City, even if it was like an Alex Smith type situation, like and even but even still, Mitch was more Mitch Mitchell Trubisky is more of a, a mobile quarterback than Alex Smith. It was like if he even if they had that system down there, I think that you would have seen success from Trubisky a lot more under mm-hmm. Andy Reid, who is more competent. It's yep. just, it's just how it, how the cookie crumble and we can't revise it. Um, so obviously biggest news stories of the off season were t- talking about like, all right, the quarterback trade market and Russell Wilson was part of that trade market. He kind of was, um, he, he was in the conversation all of a sudden near the end of February, early March. And I think once Andy Dalton was signed by the bears and the story came out about how Russell Wilson was on the table of those trade discussion talks and the Seahawks finally said, no, I think that was the moment where it, it seemed that Russell Wilson was going to remain with the Seahawks. But do you think Matt, that there is a chance that Russell Wilson might still make the move? I will stop watching football. If Wilson is traded at this point, <laughs> he will stop watching football because I will be so fucking pissed off <laughs> at the fact that they were like, oh, we're not, we don't really feel like it. And then later go, okay, Dallas, or it's not, right. not, no, Dallas. not, da- not who would Dallas. Who would That's, be? Yeah. It, it, it would okay san francisco god if they gave wilson it, to san francisco well no no there's no way no. That, that would happen but i uh, i who, mean okay minnesota imagine imagine they just give up on kirk cousins like that um yeah. i would imagine if russell wilson is traded that would be to the afc at this point yeah um i don't know new I'm england for... oh jesus christ i would die <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad, but I'd be like, well, "God damn it, God damn it, man!" Speaking of that, and I, I was just—I was going to transition to to a more serious discussion, but we could hold off on that. I want let's talk Patriots off season real quick, because holy Manoli, I mean, like, what the fuck, Patriots? Uh, Bill Belichick's dog is making a lot of moves. He's making a lot. Of, yeah, what, what's his name again? I forget. Nike. Nike. Yeah, Nike. Nike's yeah. making a lot of moves. Um, because <laughs> it really was like. I think the whole idea of like, oh, the Patriots don't participate in free agency, it's above them. It's like, that's a little bit of a ridiculous storyline because they got Stephen Gilmore in free agency. They got Dave yep. Darrell Rivas in free agency. Like, they've, it, they've signed No, in fact, in fact, the Patriots, Belichick is notoriously bad at drafting. Right. Well, well, I think that's why this free agency period has been so active. This is this yeah. is the, definitely the most active though that the Patriots have ever been. Mm-hmm. Um because just to run down some of the, the moves that they made. They obviously resigned Cam Newton, which is I mean, say what you want, but I think there is reason to at least still have some hope in Cam Newton yeah. even though that there was a regression last year. Um but they signed John o. Smith and Hunter Henry, the two top to- high yes. on the market yeah that was that was nuts and that uh the the fantasy world is very upset about that 
Right. Because because it's so hard to get a tight end. And it was like, okay, we have these two that we can potentially rely on. And now they're on the same team, which means you can't rely on either of them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, now it's – well, so to me, the way I see it is I – yeah, obviously from, from a fantasy point of view, it sucks. Yeah. I find it interesting though because – uh, back in like 2011-ish or like early 2000s, I mean, they were running um, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, Gronk and Aaron yeah. Hernandez. Like that was their whole – that was the whole thing that they were working in and it was a great offense. Um, and then that – I think that's going to be interesting to watch. They still haven't gotten the big wide receiver. Like Nelson Aguilar is their big wide receiver acquisition. Yeah, I mean, like you probably would have been better signing like a Juju Smith Schuster uh, or Will Fuller, yeah. but I, all right, I guess you'll take Nelson Aguilar. Will Fuller's um, with Dolphins, by the way. Love that. That's that. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna point to that when we're talking wide receivers. That's a yeah. that's a big time acquisition for for Miami. Um, and then they re-signed Kyle Van Noy. Uh, from from his time in Miami, Matt Judon's now a Patriot as well. Um, mm. and uh, Jason Jalen Mills from the Eagles also Patriot. They re-signed basically a lot of their free agents that they had uh going to the market as well. I I mean, and and then and they're gonna get some defensive players back. Patrick Chung, unfortunately, he he's retiring, but yeah. you're gonna get Dante Hightower back supposedly. Um, and uh, you got you trade for Trent Brown. Trent Brown's now back in your building, <laughs> like. I, I mean, there's just so much to be look at the Patriots and be like, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Do you think it's going to result in anything? Yeah, I don't. Uh, it. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that it definitely will. They they'll definitely need more consistent offensive play because mm-hmm. they have not had that with Cam last year. Um, so if Cam can be a little more consistent, uh, the defense can be stronger. I I can see I can see them having some success. I still think the Bills are the team to beat. In the division, yeah, no, for sure. I, I the, the Bills didn't really regress at all. I mean, no. they, they 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 released John Brown, but I don't. I I, I still think they Stephon signed Emmanuel. Diggs is, yeah, yeah, they got Stefan Diggs, and they also signed Emmanuel Sanders, who might be like fill that John Brown role well. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, I I still think the Bills are definitely the the, the in the forefront of, the, of that yep. conversation. What What's your thoughts on JJ Watt going to the Arizona? I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's good I um good for uh good for Watt good for Arizona um there's a meme I saw it was like uh JJ Watt's like oh I want to go somewhere where I can win a rain and then Larry Fitzgerald turns to him and's like then why the fuck did you come here <laughs> 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 like what 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 like I I think I think that Arizona I I I think that Arizona is going to be in the mix though. I I I, I, I hope I hope so cuz I really like this team. Yeah. And I really like the 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 pieces that they have. Who mm-hmm. who's starting for them at running backs? Kenny Drake's not there anymore. Good question. I think that's that's <laughs> their hole right now. Um Uh is it is it Chase Edmonds right now would be their RB1? I, Unless they don't I, sign anyone else, that's what that's who I would guess at the yeah. moment. They have it so they signed AJ Green, which I yes. thought was interesting as a wide receiver. Yes, which I think that I, I think that AJ Green not being the main focus, like being behind Hopkins, being behind uh, even like an Andy Isabella, yeah. um, like would be is is a good spot for him. Christian Kirk, Christian that. Kirk, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Christian Kirk was the name I was looking for. Um, so uh, I, I think AJ Green is is a good fit for this team specifically. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just to give them some more boost and just like this team likes wide receivers. Imagine if DK Metcalf were on this team. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. It's it, it is so it's so uh it's so weird that that JJ Watt's going to be in a different team. Um but I'm I I and and to see AJ Green also on a different team like those are two yeah. guys that you so associate with the franchises that they left. But it's AJ just... and JJ. Yeah, AJ and JJ, <laughs> you know, as the yeah. hit sitcom coming to Arizona. It's great. And I and yeah. I'll I'll we'll see how that'll uh, works out and shout out to the Browns. Uh, they, yeah. they beefed up their secondary with uh John Johnson and Troy Hill, um, you know, and they and they uh, also I thought they, they hosted Clowney. They Haven't hosted signed Clowney. him yet, but they hosted Clowney. That that's gonna be interesting. And um, there were reports that maybe OBJ was on the training block. Uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. I yeah, I think if they keep him around, it's fine. I though well, it's it, it's. You you say that, but the Browns have been better when OBJ is not playing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, you would think you you think that they would be better with him on the field, uh, but no, I, but they I, just I, he like demands targets to be thrown to him. Yeah, even yeah. when he can't catch them. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unfortunately true. Um, what's your thoughts on how the Panthers did this far in the off season? Because I feel like I've seen the Panthers show up a lot. Their name. Um, I haven't actually been paying a lot of attention to the Panthers. <laughs> to the Panthers. No, yeah. it's all good. I so what I can at least uh, attest for, uh, is that they they did get some signings on on the defensive side. They signed both Denzel Perryman and uh, Hassan Riddick. Uh, there's mm. also um, if I can freaking find it, uh, they signed it. Signed Dan Arnold. Uh, really, like not super active off season no. for them. Uh, I mean, I was there was one very specific thing I was hoping for that I'm not as much anymore. Sure, and you know, you know what that is. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was uh, that. I guess that could that could be our transition to that real quick. Yeah. Um, I, you know, last March, I think none of us expected what we expected in terms of like the world turning on its fucking head. Um, and so like. Entering this March, I was like, all right, well, I hope that at the very least there's nothing that's going to be surprising or shattering or anything that happens. And luckily, we've, I mean, well, there's been some fucked up things that have happened in March, but like, it, it hasn't, we, our worlds have, uh, in terms of the, on the COVID front, are, are slightly improving and things are kind of looking up on that front. Uh, and we also, but in terms of like, shocking things to happen in March. It, there's a plethora of them. And one of them is how Deshaun Watson is apparently a serial sexual, <laughs> like assaulter. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so to, to kind of, I'm uh-huh. not laughing because I'm just like, it's so, it's so fucking, Oh my I God. I hate it. I hate it so um, much. So I, Long, long story short, apparently this guy, uh, Tony Busby uh, is his name. He's a Houston lawyer. I, I, I think a lot he, – he initially came out, said that he had a civil lawsuit and uh, that had one accuser uh, against Deshaun Watson, essentially, that he uh, – Deshaun Watson exposed himself to a massage uh, – par- massage uh, – what, what are they called? Mas- massage bars. Well, well, the, but the person that does the massaging, masseuse, 
masseuse that's it um <laughs> the masseuse that kind of and that like, he exposed himself and that like, he wanted to he kind of forced himself supposedly um on her for for sex and it's gross it's very gross account do of that there is that was one lawsuit and there is people who kind of were pointing at oh well tony busby he's the attention seeking lawyer because he has the he he's uh, he's once said that he was best friends with the mcnairs and that he once also said that he uh he also put billboards up saying the texans should draft johnny menzel and you know all the all the stuff about how tony busby is supposedly this like crooked lawyer and it's like okay that's fine but then one lawsuit turned into two lawsuits and two lawsuits turned into five lawsuits and I believe we are now nearing 20 lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. Yeah. This is and not a not a pattern that you want to follow. I to me it's like it's so it's stunning. And obviously to me and and, and you I you I know that you you stand on the same side where yep. we obviously believe the victims first. And I think that that's I mean the fact that they're the the we don't know i think a lot of the uh accusers at this point are anonymous but the fact that there are all these lawsuits at this point and that they i don't know how a lawyer would go out of his way to make up accusers to file 20 lawsuits i don't know how he would not get in trouble for that (laughs) so i'm going to say that the lawsuits are legit and i i i think that it's just one of those things that you only know so much about a person when they're a celebrity. You only you only get to see their what what you see what how they present themselves and how Deshaun Watson always presented himself as being the upstanding individual who you know took care of people and you know was you know the face of Clemson football, face of of the Houston Texans, took care of people in Houston when the hurricane hit. You know all these like great things. But you don't, you truly don't know who that person is because none yeah. of us have met him. Yep. And there's a bound, not to say that everyone has, a, I, I think everyone has a darker side, but it depends, I guess, like, I, I don't know. You don't, there, there is a darker side to, to individuals sometimes. And yeah. unfortunately, we have now seen a very, very disturbing side of Deshaun Watson that, um, might be one of the biggest fall from graces potentially be one of the biggest fall of grace biggest graces, and fastest yeah that we've yeah. ever seen like it's yeah. it might be insane i don't know i i don't even know how else to put it into words but is it just your general takeaway from it all it's disappointing it sucks um i think that in general, we need to just remind ourselves about uh, about idolizing celebrities and idolizing athletes just in a way of, like, you don't know what, like, as you were saying, you don't know what they're like. You don't know what, mm-hmm. what's going on uh, besides them, mm-hmm. besides what we, what we see from them. So just not necessarily, like, expecting that all of them have some terrible secret, because I don't think that's a good way to enjoy no, things. No, I, I, yeah, I was trying to find the right words for it, yeah. yes. No, yeah, it's, so, it's not that it, everyone has a dark side, but it's, like, it's, it, it, you yeah, don't know it's for not, sure. Yeah, so it, it's not putting people up on a higher pedestal just because they're famous mm-hmm. and expecting them to be perfect, because, unfortunately, like, uh, like Watson, people are going to let you down. Yeah. 
Some yeah. people will. And that's, I, I, I don't think that should take away from you uh, enjoying uh, specific people and uh, and otherwise, but it, it you should just be conscious of the fact that they're not going to be perfect. Yeah, I, I think I think at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things that like uh, it's important for us to keep tabs on on people and 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 like before you do end up trying to worship them. I mean, I, both of us have a jersey of Watson. Like it's like it, I don't have a Watson jersey. Oh, you you don't have a okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm the sucker then. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I um I you know I I have I I'm been a huge fan of his since since Clemson football and yeah. I. You know, it's it, it is shocking and it sucks, but obviously I feel more for the victims and I right. I want them yeah. to get the justice and I want him to get the punishment that or I don't want to put it that way, but just I he needs he needs to uh he 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 needs to account he needs to be held accountable for the actions that he that he decided to take if if for sure that he did and I I tend to believe that he does he did um and it sucks for i it sucks for i guess us as a fan base because we what because of his idiot like him being an idiot and him doing these terrible things like we lose out on a on a great talent but he he's the but he's the one to blame he's the one that that he 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 was uh the one that uh, you know, took it away from us because he's again, he's a fucking idiot and he should yep. have not done that. So, you know, we'll watch it as it unfolds. It's, it's fat. It is a fascinating story um, because it is, I, I, Jimmy Trina of sports illustrated kind of said it best. It's like, um, although he was like, it's either the biggest frame job in, in, in the history of, of sports or it's the biggest fall of grace from this history of sports. I tend to believe yeah. the latter. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it is just a wild thing that I think all of us going into the March were like we're just excited to see where he was gonna land and what team he might be playing for. And now yeah. we're think we're talking, is he even gonna fucking play football again? And in my opinion, if he did these things, he should not be. Nope. So um that's where I'm at. Um any uh in terms of anything uh any other signings that's that stood out to you? Because I, I, I have like one or two last things. Nah, not nothing that stands out. Okay, nope. I I just to kind of round out what I wanted to talk about uh, when it comes to the Giants, um, the they signed Kyle Rudolph, who is expected to get surgery this off season, and he's gonna be, um, he's gonna be a uh, he, he's expected to be recovered recovered by then and be yep. playing uh, in September, so that's interesting. Um, and in terms of the defensive side of the ball, we signed Odori Jackson, who I think we paid a little too much for. I think that yeah. Dory Jackson, I think there were some rumors about him not really being the best in terms of like focusing on, on football. There is, there's just some reports about him just not like being like, like I guess to quote the best teammate, although I don't I feel like those those things get skewed all the time. Um yeah. but um I I don't think that he's had like he's had like a he had a really great rookie year and then ever since then he kinda dropped off. So not super stoked about it. I think everything that the Giants did ultimately was a big old risk. 
and I think in some ways I do think it's a it's a good risk. I think it's I think it is at the point where Dave Gellman's ass should be on flames and should he should be this should be his final year as GM unless he's able to to turn out a a playoff roster. Um and so we'll we'll see uh what happens with that. Um and lastly the Chargers, I think, had one had a sneaky good off season, from what I saw. Signing Corey Lindsley, Lindsley mm-hmm. for an offensive line, uh, excellent. And then they had added Jared Cook as their tight end yeah. for as a replacement for uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah, that's a good signing. Um, and I believe there, I thought there was one more thing that they did, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna not be able to find it now. Uh, nah. Oh, yeah. Nah. Oh. But but I, I those two signings I thought that were pretty good. I mean, and, and just knowing that you're building around Justin Herbert is a big deal. Um, Drew Brees, any thoughts on his retirement? Expected. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. I yeah. I looked. I I think that I will always respect Drew Brees. I always thought that he had such a great. I thought he had a great career overall, and it was a fun career to watch. Um. I think he's going to always be like one of those underrated quarterbacks, never going to be considered amongst the all time greats, but I think he is. Um, I look back at like the last year, obviously he didn't play well. And then on top of like his comments about the national anthem stuff was bullshit, but um, I don't want to hold that too much against him though. Cause it seemed like he realized his error <laughs> after <laughs> the fact, but we'll see about, we'll see what happens on that. But I, um, you know, I, I, I just appreciate you know the playing of Drew Brees. I feel like he's he was a very interesting underdog story from going to the Chargers initially, not really working out there, uh, injuring himself, then finding a home in in New Orleans, um, and being an undersized quarterback, kind of building his way to you know the the a Super Bowl, and then just being a you know a a permanent fixture of New Orleans. Like I think there's no you don't know another athlete out there that is most associated with New Orleans like Drew Brees is. And so no, absolutely not. So he, he's going to be remembered on that, uh, on that forever. Um, so that's, that's that. I, I'm sure he missed shit, but whatever. All <laughs> right. Who cares? Cause the real Sorry. league, the real league is the BFL. All right. <laughs> Cause we, so, um, we, we had a great season one. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was one of those things that I am like I the project I I I feel like there's some projects we end up picking up and we don't sometimes we just fall out of it we don't get into it as much and the fact that we were able I mean obviously these podcasts are, are an example of ones that we have carried through but even but the fact that we took on this VBBFL project this like ridiculous you know little <laughs> tabletop role-playing game and that we made it what it, what it was i i had so much fun with it um, and i'm really i'm proud of ourselves yeah yeah no yeah. i i think overall it really just it really came together and i'm so excited to see what else we can make of it so let's start talking season two um matt what what were some of the ideas that we had for the league as a whole going into season two Okay, so for season two, we we talked a lot um, about just kind of the, the the structure, the aesthetics of the league. 
last season we took a random town generator. We uh, we did a, a bunch of different towns from the U.S. And when when we got a town in a state, we uh, to try to just get it as many places as possible. If if a town got picked in a certain state, all the states around that would be uh, eliminated from contention, just to get as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're going to do the the same thing, except all of the states from last year have been pre eliminated. So uh, no more California teams, Minnesota teams, Texas teams, etc. Uh, it'll just be a brand new slate overall. Yeah. Um, we also uh, we also decided last last season we kind of got into a little bit of a, a, a medieval Dungeons and Dragons type theme. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't all there, but it was kind of uh, it, it was kind of generally medieval uh, inspired. Yeah, we so did we our decided, best. Yeah, so we decided for season uh, uh, season two we're gonna go futuristic. And try to do like a futuristic sci-fi type thing, maybe a little. Uh, we we may bend it a bit to be more sciency, uh, sciency futuristic uh, sci-fi kind of stuff, yeah. um, which I think I think will be fun. And then um, uh, what else do we have? Oh, for the players, uh, we talked about this a bit, but we are going to open it up to uh, video game characters as well as any character that comes from an animated movie or TV show. Yes, or a web series if we even want to go. Or web that, series, or yes. if we want to go that deep. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that's, that's a really exciting one because as for for me, I would probably still make a team of video game characters, but right. I know, I know that there is an arsenal that you and Walsh especially have. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> that In fact, I, I think from. Walsh and I could draft entire teams with just animated characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. I think that's it's it opens up a, a realm of possibilities for people and the same rules will apply as we did with the video game characters is that try not to like like I mean it was easier with the with the video game one where it's like just don't draft people from Madden. I mean that's just right. so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Those are real people. Um but it, 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 you know, try to avoid drafting football related characters because we want to name we... an animated football player. <sighs> I don't know if I can. They're not. They're not going to have. They're, they're, they're not, not going to have. Not, they're not with frequent. That. I. I mean, I think. I, I think of. Um, I, I mean, I. You, I think, you think of an of... episode of My Gym Partner's a Monkey, and that's the immediate thing that I think of. Right now, I, yeah, I think... and one of OKKO, but that's like it. They're their main far shtick is playing between. football. Yeah, yeah, far and few between in terms and their, of their, their main shtick isn't playing football. It's just the oh, the episodes about football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's it, it is it's definitely like. Uh, wasn't it the very very odd parents? Com- uh, There's a one fairly odd parents had something where it was like someone was like a football player and like all a whole bunch of people tackled him. Was that fairly odd parents? I, uh, I think so. It was something yeah. they they had some sort of stick with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's probably far and few between, but still those rules will be in place. <laughs> Wait, real quick, real quick. Yes. There was an episode of the Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy uh became part of the basketball team and like wished to like be good at basketball. Yes. You remember yes. that one with the blubber nuggets? Mm, oh, they're chewy. Yes. Yes. And so, like, where, where, what was it again? <laughs> well, where they were, they would be threatening to move, right? They were threatening to move to Alaska where there were blubber nuggets. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the, the 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 weird thing about that was like like it, it said through the rules through dub rules in the entire series that uh you can't use wishes to help you win a competition. Right. And they get around that by saying, Oh, Timmy's powers don't work only in the last two minutes of a basketball game because everyone knows that those are the most competitive. 
as if the entire rest of the game is not a competition. They, they, well, because they, it's a, it's a, it's a jab at basketball because it's like, it, like, yeah, I mean, like a team can no get one like cares 10. until the last two minutes. Yeah, like I know a, it's a jab at basketball, but it's also just like, what the fuck are you doing, Butch Hartman? <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, we know how he is. We know how he turned out. <laughs> he, he, he's, he doesn't turn ban, out great. Like, well. I'm gonna ban Butch Hartman characters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you have to explain that to people, but that's no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um. All right, so then, and and we, we've talked a little bit about the rules. We know that for sure we want to have offense, the offensive staff, be a little bit more involved in the overall team. Like, we want, we want like, a, at least the offensive role to mean that, that a team could get a field goal at the very least. Yeah, if they, if, um, if they succeed in their offensive check, they'll, they'll at least get a field goal. Yeah, and I think that there is one one of the biggest things that kind of helped Mansfield, Mansfield get to the, the championship was defense. We were looking at maybe for the ball handling check uh, portion of things that we would have ball handling versus ball handling instead of ball handling versus defense. Yeah, because uh, the maybe the idea being that both teams are going now, for the ball. That is going to make ball handling a much more important stat. Sure. So. But I mean, I but I think that I I that. think that offense elevates ball hand. I think the defense generally had to be nerfed at the yeah. end of the day. So I oh, think like, yeah, I feel well, it's like, like that, it, it's kind of like a pick your poison. Like, do we want defense to be OP or do we want ball handling to be OP? Sure, absolutely. But at the very least, with offense, if you if you have it so that way, if you succeed on offense, you could at least get the field goal try. Yeah, that's gonna be helpful. Um, and maybe maybe we have it be like you could try to kick it with disadvantage or something i don't know but yeah. i i think generally giving giving making the offense more important is going to make the the games more important overall yeah. and it will make teams like phoenix city not fall apart because that, that you know at least having that 12 on offense is going to be helpful <laughs> yes. helpful to them um in some capacity so we that those rules we'll get more into when we get closer to uh actually playing this these games again but for right now it's time to make our first team. Oh my god, I love this! All right, so I are I, I I did random I did hit random already on this. I didn't see what the teams were. The number one here is catch a cat catch catch a can. I'll spell that. It is K E T C H I K A N, and my dude, it is fucking Alaska. It's over ten thousand. <laughs> it's over ten thousand. Yep. Um, oh, actually, here it says it says eight thousand here. Eight thousand in the two thousand ten sentence estimates put the two thousand seventeen at thirteen thousand. Ah, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll count it. I'll count it. To. Yeah, and that means that means no other states get eliminated out of the game. Yeah. So Alaska, right away. All right, I'm excited for this. Okay, so let's learn about Ketchikan, Alaska, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, trying so, to trying to put this into a, a futuristic thing is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to just read the first sentence of this of Ketchikan. the Wikipedia. Ketchikan is a city and and the borough seat of the Ketchikan Gateway Borough of Alaska. It is the state's southeasternmost major settlement. That's interesting. Oh, I yeah, see. So you they can it's see actually... where it is on the on the map. It's like. It's next to Canada. Right next to the, uh, I think that's the Yukon right there. Oh, okay. 
um, is the fifth most populous city in the state and tenth most populous community when census-designated places are included. And honestly, I'm kind of even if it didn't reach the ten thousand threshold, I kind of would have ar- argued in favor of this just because yeah, I think, no, I think it's cool. Alaska is very not populated. <laughs> right, <laughs> it is very barren up there. So like, it, okay, it's, I, it's worth getting it, a city. If in you here. scroll down a little bit on the Wikipedia page. Uh, sure. There is a really cool shot of downtown. Holy shit! Whoa, is that the mountains? The mountain yeah. shot? Yeah, that looks that looks great. Yeah, look up Ketchikan, Alaska. Everyone, pull over if you're listening in the car. Pull over. You, <laughs> you've got to go to work, but pull over. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful shot of the mountains there. Uh, the, I do I do like the vi- the the village shot of them. Like it's like going downhill and into the town. That kind of reminds me of a. Uh, um, uh, Lake George, New York, uh, where you go down and you look to your right and you see the amusement park that's right there. Yeah, um, that's a lot of fun. Um, I like it. is It is a waterfront town. Uh, you could see like in the old photos, there's mountains in the background and a little seaport that's there um, with things on that uh, as well. Um. Let's see what else, what else is this town known for? It looks like lumber uh, is a very significant part of the economy. Yes. Uh, the marine life generally is very important. Um, co- uh, power and telecom companies involved in power and telecommunication include the Ketchikan Public Utilities, which is city owned. As well as GCI and Alaska Power. Okay, I think that's uh, just generally talking about the stuff. power. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> the general, like, what power is the fucking town. I don't think there's yeah. anything standing out there. Um, notable people is always something I, I want to go to just to see. Um, a professional golfer. Professional golfer. Um, uh, Nathan Jackson, Tlingit artist, famous for his carving of totem poles. Ooh. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Roy Jones, first person to fly commercially in Alaska. Okay, <laughs> fair. All these people known for things specifically from Alaska. Yeah, this is, and then you have the Murkowskis are from there. Uh, say what you want about them. Uh, William Paul is another Tlingit. What is that word? Tlingit. It's a. It's an Alaskan native group. Oh, it's 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 indigenous person. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, I'm butchering that. Statesman and leader in the in the Alaska Native Brotherhood, born near Ketchikan, Paul was the first Alaska Native to become an attorney and first elected to the Alaska Territorial Legislature. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, an episode of MythBusters was filmed here, where they were wanted to see if a ship made up out of ice and sawdust could float. <laughs> okay interesting <laughs> interesting I, you know what's i I'm, I'm looking at the town too the, that is so do you see the image right next to in popular culture where it's they it looks like all the houses like are on like these raised docks yeah that is so weird and eerie i feel like <laughs> i would not trust that at all yeah that like, is weird <laughs> i feel like that would cause utter uh uh, knock on wood obviously i worry about uh, any natural disaster that happens there i'd be like oh shit <laughs> i'd be very concerned um all right so they we looked at that we we we, we looked at the wikipedia any ideas as an alaskan-based town for a mascot this was a hard one to start with but we can do it oh yeah i i totally i totally recognize that um 
yeah, it's it definitely they rely a lot on the their native legacy on their on their town website. Although that I worry a little bit. We're about not going to name anything. No, 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 no. I know. I, I, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just reading about it. Um, but it, it's, it's, yeah. I, it's, it seems like it's, uh, hopefully not culturally appropriative. Um, the, and then they have local artists talk about their nature. Talk about fishing. Is there anything futuristic about fish? Not sure. <laughs> It's a hard one out of the gate because we 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 we've carved ourselves into a very specific um, hole. So my initial thought is to think about like the state of Alaska as a whole, mm-hmm. and the fact of how fucking huge it is. Sure. Um, so like, if we want to go uh, a space ride, we could do something like planets or giants for like and then the those being large. I mean, giants isn't that creative of a name. Sure. Well, I ha- I have I have an idea. What what's that? Ketchikan Krakens. Ketchikan Krakens. Okay. Now Krakens aren't that futuristic. I know, but they're a little sciency. They're like in the sci-fi realm of things. What do you think? <sighs> a little bit. Just a bit. A little bit. I would I would say those more fit fantasy. Okay. Fair enough. I, I I I just I just want to throw it out there because it's a nice uh, no, you know, definitely. alliteration. You know, yes. that's, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, I am I am trying to think of there. They I see black. I they have like a constant moving like video thing that I'm watching, and I see like black bears that they're just kind of like watching walk through a, a, the woods, which I'm like, okay, Space that's bear. everywhere though. Space <laughs> the space bear. Can I can I just tell you? And this is going. This is maybe going off on a tangent a bit. Yeah. There is a up like startup baseball league that what? recently um, released a bunch of team names, and one of them was Otterbots. They're lit- otter- the mas- the ba- the mascot is literally an otter as a robot. That's fucking sick. <laughs> so we could go in that direction. We could. Like the options are there for us. The options, sci-fi. our options could be futuristic or sciency versions of real animals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if we if we want if we the black to... of space bear, <laughs> right. <or> black bear. <laughs> right. Right. Like it, it, there is there is something there is, there is something there that we can work towards. Damn. I wish. I really wish I could think of something that's like stronger for 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 this region though, because it, it is it is a tough start that we that we've picked. I have you? Do you have a list of sci-fi names? I'm like, looking through. Uh, like I just searched futuristic team names. Yeah. Because there's a lot definitely. Of these are not very good. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> It's not, it's not very easy to get to. Um, uh, the Star Brigade. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's something to think about. Isn't Alaska or that northern area where like the Aurora Borealis is? That is like true. That, the northern and Lights. In an area in Northern Lights where you can look up at the stars, so yeah. we could have something stars. I'm I'm fine doing star related stuff. Okay, so then now that we've we've subjected it to that, let's I see. Mean, catch it, catch can cosmos. 
the cosmos i'm down for cosmos okay do we do it with a with a k i don't think so let's not because we yeah. that's that's one step closer to three k's and yes. i'm not there i'm not yeah. here for that <laughs> the simpsons does that enough crusty so fair enough all right, so then yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, so. even though they're not like like they're they're literally in the south part of Alaska, so like. Yeah, but it's it's gets it's gets close enough. I mean, even like. Also, should it... note they have a fish on their flag. So, do we want to do anything with that? Huh. But do we have anything futuristic for fish? I'm trying. To, I'm like future I, fish. Future. <laughs> Catch a con future fish. God. I mean, if you're down, I would be down to call no. the Ketchikan Future Fish. <laughs> or Robofish. Robofish, that fucking Ketchikan. thing from My Sims Kingdom. I was going to say, like, it's, it's, the My, it's the My Sims Fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's the We're not doing one. that. Um, all right. For now, uh, for now, we if unless we could, we could find something marine-based for sci-fi... I I'm down to stick with Cosmos. I think Cosmos will work well because a lot like it like it it relates to space like the cold of space. We'll probably have more space related things. Yeah, no, um, that's fine. I mean, it yeah, is, but this it one is specifically like is just like these are the stars. Yeah, for sure. All right, so two more things do we have to figure out: the color and the location. Let's start with color first in yes. terms of what we want to think about here. So. One thing that we talked about was that we want to try to avoid repeating the same color schemes that we had last time. So in terms of colors for Cosmos, my initial thought, and you bear with me here, and I know I we recently did that Survivor video, and I shat on the idea of this color scheme, uh-huh. but I wouldn't be against our mac and cheese coloring orange yellow for Cosmos. See, I think I might. You're, you're for okay this, for this team you're, specifically. You're yeah no I, I yeah. just I wanted to pitch it to you I wanted to pitch it to you first. How about red blue? Well, I, I mean know. I you know you, you know, so I feel my like... my thought for this would be black purple. Mmm. Because and I might I may just be thinking of my fucking uh I have the 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 Galaxy 3ds. Yes, but yes, that is yes, a really yes, yes. nice purple color to it. I think having having a more maybe not like the royal purple like the ravens, but having a more um uh, like a brighter purple of, uh, of some kind with a black or even a even a dark gray could could have a pretty cool look to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm down for that. So we'll do, we'll do black purple for that. Cool. And last but not least, so last time when we did locations, I was like, all right, we'll just we'll just pretend that they're actually playing at these locations. We didn't really get to use that that much in the, when we ended up doing the games themselves. So I thought, what would what would be something that we could play with? So I figured, let's set up settings in video game universes where these teams call their home. So they're not going to actually play in their actual states. They're just going to be playing in the universe representing their town. Yep. So... With that said, I have a random game generator that will pop up a random game, and I cycled through these beforehand to get to a game that we could use. Okay. How about football in Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is this and and considering that they are going through a sci-fi theme, yes. very timely. That that works out well for us. 
that we so that the location is going to be the Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout Universe, and so basically that just gives us the opportunity to play with and 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 to work with, and it'll be a lot of fun, and it gives anyone who picks this team uh who will pick for this team it gives them an early sign to be like hey maybe pick a fall guy may work well for your for your team in this universe yeah yeah so that's that is all things that will be brought forward to and that will be another thing for people to consider when picking which team they want to represent because they that way they could be like all right this is my perfect ideal team to represent this universe represent this town even and represent just this team and most likely people are just gonna pick these teams because of how good they look and that's fine that's that that's a valid thing as (laughs) well but wonderful uniform design and walsh's excellent logo design yes yes which unfortunately we didn't really get a chance to use your your uniforms as much no that's that's all right that was more just a, a a pet project of mine yeah, if 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 anyone listen, we 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 are on search for fans who are artists who enjoy uh drawing and coloring in football them in football uniforms, you know, that's that's really that's the goal is to give you a, a template to work with moving forward. So, to recap, our first team of VVB FL season 2 is <laughs> the Ketchikan Cosmos, a black From and purple team. Alaska from Alaska, and who will be playing games in Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. We have a fun offseason for you guys. Oh, God, I can't wait for more teams. We have many many a team to build. Uh, we were deeper last year around this time, so I we, I guess we apologize for the late start this time around, but it's okay because anything to kind of get us prepped for this uh this league so we're gonna next time when we meet we're gonna do even more stuff we might have a fun i think we'll do a fun segment next time um uh maybe we'll have a guest on uh for for just a random thing uh but we will build another team for the bbbfl and of course talk about any other nfl news that is afoot um but uh any final thoughts on the world of football. Um, you know, just be kind to yourself. Players are people. Um, not everyone can be good. Yep. And yep. I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, it, it sucks. It fucking sucks. What's going yep. on. <laughs> it's really, it's why we kind of are like, let's talk about other football things first. And then yeah. we'll, then we'll, then we'll go into our, yep. into the, the Watson talk. But it, it, it absolutely is a bummer. But it, at the end of the day, there's more deserving people in the league. There's more, more fun players to watch. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we all we'll, just gonna we all we'll we'll we can we'll wake up every day still with, with the knowledge that every that there's there's still good football out there. It's okay. Yes. It's a it's yep. okay. You know. Um. But with all that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you in two weeks. Good night and good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods. <laughs>